Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Three months ago, she drove down this road listening to Hey Jude, ready to get her life back on track only to be on the same road going back to the place and people she had run from. She thought he cherished her, thought she was special, only to learn he only saw someone to keep him company and someone to take his anger out on. A little voice in her head told her it was a bad idea. Her family certainly didn't think it was a good idea, and now she had to swallow her pride and ask if she could crash at one of their places. She was at rock bottom. At least, it's not drugs. It could be worse, but she still felt dried out and empty, embarrassed she let someone treat her how he did. Their goodbye was nothing more than two glares colliding. She thought she was on the right road, going in the right direction. She was taking the same route back that she came, but she was more rushed this time. All she could think of was taking a bath and cleansing her of everything that just happened. With Stevie Nicks playing on the radio, she drove for hours, never looking back. At her first rest stop on the edge of Oregon, she blocked him on everything. She didn't have much energy left. He had sent her some angry texts, which she decided weren't worth the energy. On the next leg of her trip, she cried on and off. At one point, she had to pull over because her tears blurred her vision. She called her mom for a bit but lost service somewhere in Idaho. Halfway through Idaho, she needed a bathroom break and maybe some chips. Well, hey there, little lady. The older man waved his finger at her. Excuse you. At this point, she didn't care much but looked back and apologized. As far as she knew, there were nothing more than pixels in a matrix and she, Pixels and theirs, the guy who must have been the father of the three, scowled at her as she filled the big gulp up with Dr. Pepper. His son stared too, but more in awe than anger. The son meandered into the same aisle as her. She didn't notice him hovering. Her eyes couldn't be torn away from the chips. So many options. She grabbed the sour cream and onion and some beef jerky and went to the counter. 10.58, the cashier said, and she pulled out her card and paid. Oh, fuck, she said. I need to go to the bathroom before I hit the road. Can I just leave all this here real quick? Yeah, totally. Thanks, man. She pushed her brunch to the side if another person needed to check out. On her way to the bathroom, the younger man stopped her. His hair was slicked back and reflected the fluorescent lights. He had dark eyes. Looking into them, she finally understood what beady eyes looked like. He slowly cocked his head, his eyes tracing her body. You're awfully beautiful, ma'am. Thank you. And she kept walking. You know, I dreamed of a girl with your face. 
She gave him a nervous laugh and kept moving toward the bathroom. He grabbed a ring pop from a display. In the dream, she made me swear when I met her that I'd marry her. He smiled a sweet smile. She was baffled. I mean, he must be joking. Oh wow, I don't even know your name. Jared. So? She looked around to see if the other people were listening in. His mom, a woman in her 50s, dressed head to toe in different shades of purple, bared all her teeth in a wide smile. His dad's face was set in a frown. The cashier curled his lip and scrunched his eyebrows together, watching this man try and pick this lady up in the most bizarre way. So? She questioned. He extended the ring pop to her. Well, will you marry me? She laughed. What the heck? She pushed him back and finally reached the bathroom. She used the restroom and washed her hands and became entranced by her reflection. It wasn't her. Gray bags weighed down her blue eyes. Stress acne had sprouted in mass all over her cheeks. Her greasy hair was pulled back into what resembled a massive knot more than a bun. She tried to redo the bun, but her hair was, in fact, just a knot. A rat king on her head, she thought. Her crown. As she opened the door, she saw the white line reflecting off Jared's head. Before she realized what was happening, Jared pulled the door open and pushed her inside. He pushed her against the wall. What the hell? Get off of me! He covered her mouth and growled. Thou shalt obey her husband. His eyes were green and wide. Looking into them, she could tell he was disturbed. She wondered if his parents were too, or if they made him this way, if he ever stood a chance at being well-adjusted. But she felt no sympathy as he pinned her arms and went to unzip her pants. She kicked him right in the nuts and ran out. His parents were waiting by the bathroom, but before they could grab her, she was gone. She didn't know what was up with that family, but she knew she needed to get out of there. Her car sat by the pump. Damn, she thought. Why didn't I just pump my gas first? She checked her pockets frantically, trying to find her card. It was in her front right pocket. She shoved it in the card dispenser and begged the machine to hurry up. She kept looking back at the store. The parents now stood before the cashier, who was talking to them and glancing over at her every few times. The machine took her card and she pumped as much gas as possible. She got five gallons before she saw the man who was desperate for her to be his wife. Honey, he started as he walked out towards her. Let's talk about this. There ain't no need to get violent. She didn't respond, put the gas pump back, and jumped in her car. She pressed on the gas and took off. Her heart pounded in her chest as she whipped back onto the highway. She couldn't help but continually look into the rearview mirror as she drove. For most of the time, she was alone on the road. Now and again, she saw a red SUV behind her. She tried not to let her mind ruminate. But when she would glimpse at the red car, she couldn't help but wonder. The determination in Jared's eyes haunted her. She didn't go along with it, but he still acted as if she entertained him and she owed him something. She detached from her anxiety over Jared and imagined her in the hotel room later. She was going to be able to wash her hair, her face, 
and sleep. She planned on driving extra today to sleep in a little tomorrow. The red car was behind her again, closer than it had been. Jared's eyes were so close to hers, and his hands snaking down her stomach flashed in her mind. Her car was going to need gas again. When she pulled up to a gas pump, she filled her car first. Constantly, she looked around, scanning the horizon for the red car. She kept telling herself it could be anyone. She's fine, she assured herself. She got away from that guy. Once her car was full, she ran inside to use the bathroom and to grab a drink. As she came out, she heard a family talking. She could never forget the gruff voice of the father she pushed past. Get sour cream and onion. That's what she likes. You need to start paying attention to these things, son. I know, Dad. Jared was annoyed at his dad's apparent unsolicited advice. Her heart dropped and she felt all the air in her lungs suddenly vanish. Gasping for breath as quietly as she could, she peered around the corner and saw that the duo was contemplating the chips. They were standing between her and the door. To avoid them, she would need to snake into another aisle, and once she was at the end, she would be able to sprint to the door. With a full tank of gas, she would be able to lose them somehow. Careful not to make noise, she snaked around the aisle into the one next to Jared and his father. I want to be able to introduce her to new things. Maybe I should get jalapeno. His father stretched his neck to look over the shelves and around the store. She squatted and Crab walked down the rest of the aisle. The cashier saw her and asked if he could help her find something as she ran to the door. Jared and his father spotted her and ran after her. She sprinted to her car. On her way there, she saw the mom sitting in the front seat of the red car she kept seeing behind her. She got into her car and punched the gas. Back on the road, she consulted Google Maps to find a route with side streets back on the road. If she stayed on the highway, they could quickly catch up to her. The next stop she planned to make was her hotel. With one full tank, she could make it. Anytime a car would appear in the rearview mirror, her heart stopped. Indeed, she thought, surely she'll be able to lose them. They'll lose interest and decide she wasn't worth the trouble. Hours she drove, she didn't see the red car behind her. The sun was muffled with clouds until the moon and darkness replaced it. And still, she was alone. She got gas before going to the hotel. She planned to check in, order food, and unwind from the last few months and the day's disturbing events. Constantly, she scanned the horizon for a red car or the man with the slick back hair. Each time, she relaxed a little more at his absence. Her hotel was just a holiday inn with a continental breakfast. She checked in and collapsed on the bed when she entered the room. Without meaning to, she fell asleep for a couple of hours. When she woke, she looked at the clock. It was late. She searched for restaurants that were still open and ordered through DoorDash. She waited for her food, watching HGTV. She had hardly eaten all day, so she snarfed down the food. The first half of her relaxation plan was complete, so now she got ready to take a quick shower and then a long bath. 
She brushed the tangles out of her hair and washed it. She scrubbed the day off of her, but she thought she heard someone knocking on her door during her shower. She assumed it was her nerves and convinced herself she was hearing things. After soaking for an hour in the bath, she was a total prune and a gob of relaxation. She slipped into bed and fell asleep watching Americans tour insanely priced homes across the globe. One day, she wondered, she would be able to live abroad in a beautiful home overlooking the Mediterranean Sea. She imagined the back porch of her dream home and slowly drifting into sleep. And then a knocking. She jolted awake. The clock read 2.33 in the morning. Someone was knocking at her door aggressively. The girl pulled the covers away from her and got out of bed. She crept to the door, carefully not to make a noise. The hope was whoever was on the other side would give up, assuming they had the wrong room, or better, that the room was empty altogether. The closer she got to the door, the harder the person knocked. It seemed they were ready to break it down. Baby, I know you're in there. She froze when she heard the voice. They followed her. But how? She was so careful to take the back roads, but still they somehow tracked her to the hotel. Did the front desk lady give them her room number? We'll just open up the door and, well, we could talk, sweetie pie. She didn't answer. Well, I damn it. The door jolted as if he kicked it. Well now, honey, if you lose your temper, she'll never answer the door, the mom said. She had a sickly sweet voice that matched the purple outfit the girl saw her in earlier. The door was locked. The windows were closed. She had the chain over the door for extra security after receiving her food from DoorDash. Why don't you just shut up, mommy? When Jared referred to his mom as... Mommy, she wanted to gag. Katie, baby, well we know you're in there. I explained everything to the lady at the front desk. Katie's heart began to race as fast as it had all day. She was worried she might be having a heart attack. How did he know her name? She never gave it to them. She didn't give it to anyone on the road. Her ID was in her wallet. They couldn't have looked at her ID, right? How do you know my name? She barely was able to get the words out. Well, you're my fiancé. Well, of course I know your name. <laughs> he laughed. Stop being silly and open the damn door. What did you explain to the person at the front desk? Well, what do you think I told them? I have no idea, which is why I'm asking you. Well, there's no need to get feisty. Jared snapped. That's my boy. You keeping his lady in line? the dad said from the front door. Jared continued, his anger rising. Well, I told her we're getting married and I got into a little fight. Well, it was a silly fight, so she told me what room number, but said it was up to you to let me in. So, let me in, baby. He probably had a grin on his face, and the idea made Katie's skin crawl. We're not getting married, and I don't know you. I don't know why you're following me. Well, you said yes in Idaho. What are you talking about? What? What am I talking about? I didn't even respond to your creepy ass in Idaho, and you've been following me ever since. And then there was silence. 
Katie could hear him whispering to his parents, but couldn't make it out. Tears began to stream down her face. Jared started again. His voice was brimming with anger. I told you. I told you I had a dream with you. And you told me in the dream we need to get married. Well, you said in the dream that you would resist, but I needed to persist. Listen, man, I don't know what happened in your dream, but it's not happening. I dreamed that I rode a purple elephant and a dwarf gave me a riddle. But when I woke up, I stopped trying to solve the riddle because it was a dream. Dreams are nothing more than our subconsciousness. They're not real. Now leave me alone. He banged his fist against the door. Ah, damn it, Katie. Take a step back, honey. His mom whispered something to him. Katie isn't sure what happened, but she heard them walk away from the door. She stepped back towards the bed. Before she got back into bed, she heard Jared one last time. Well, don't worry, baby. I'm going to wait until you're ready. I'll wait my whole entire life. And until then, I'll be watching.